Good morning, podcast world. It's Mike Farron and Rob Galloway here for another edition of Tahoe Talk. It's Tuesday, April 27th, and brought to you by Lake Tahoe Aleworks, home of the self-serve beer wall, wood-fired pizza, and live music at both of their locations every single day. Choose your adventure at either their state line on the Nevada side location or at the Y on the California side with a great outdoor patio. And we've got some killer weather coming up, which would be great for that. And uh, we've got Best of Tahoe there up for a bunch of categories as well. And that all is going to kick off on Friday for voting. So get out there and check it out for all of it. Saturday, Saturday. May 1st. Thank you, Rob. All right. So, you know, we missed our podcast last week and (laughs) I got my second shot of Moderna and boy, did it take me to hell and back. I'm not, I couldn't have gone 15 minutes without coughing, sneezing, shivering out loud. So we just skipped it and we appreciate you guys. So I feel for everyone else out there that I've heard about going through that, man. It's uh, it's not good, but hey, vaxxed up. So uh, moving on with the podcast, I've got a sort of techie theme here for my national news on Tahoe Talk. And then uh, we, we'll just jump right into it. We got the Planet of the Apes uh, beginning here soon. <laughs> China, U.S. scientists create world's first human monkey chimera embryo amid an ethical storm. A joint research team from China and the U.S. created the world's first embryo that was part human, part monkey. Yes, you heard it right. As a source, though, for organ transplants, that some say, you know, some critics could say, open up Pandora's box. This is, you know, very sketchy waters when you start doing this. And, you know, it just with mother just, nature, man. That's I don't know. You this sure is, are. But uh, hopefully they keep that uh, under tight lock and key. there. That, that code. <laughs> uh, speaking of Planet of the Apes, we're going back to space. NASA uh, has picked SpaceX to land the next Americans on the moon by the end of the decade. I just personally don't think we ever landed on the moon, <laughs> but hey, that, that's a whole, we could do a whole podcast on that, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, that initial goal of the end of the decade was announced last week, but has since been supercharged with a tweet by Elon Musk and an ambitious target of 2024. So uh, his, he, he, he says himself, his tweets could be taken with a grain of salt, especially his timeline and his goals. But the project is named Artemis, which is the name after the Greek goddess of the hunt, the wilderness, wild animals, chastity, and fittingly, the moon. So and, stay tuned for details on that. that is a and a couple deal. restaurants in Tahoe. And a couple restaurants in Tahoe with the best fries. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, Elon Musk uh, announced yesterday he will be hosting SNL May 8th. And that's stirring a whole bunch of controversy wow. saying... Is he, you know, is he the right fit for that? And Miley Cyrus is going to be the musical guest. So I'll definitely be tuning into that one. I think it'll be great. We'll see. All right. Here's a couple uh, tech bites for you regarding your phone. Apple is updating its iPhone software and letting users decide if they want to be trafficked for targeted ads. The current default right now on your phone allows such tracking. But starting this week, if you upgrade your operating system to iOS 14.5, there will be a pop-up that requires an opt-in to be tracked. This is expected to cost Google and Facebook $25 billion in ad revenue and also severely disrupt the 400 billion dollar overall industry 
Apple has about 1.3 billion iPhones out there in the world. So this is a major shakeup for the industry. Uh, so definitely, if you are concerned about your privacy, upgrade your phone to 14.5 and you know go through all the all the tracking mechanisms there. And then over on the Google side of things with your phone, Google Maps will now default to the greenest routes or the most fuel efficient for its navigation. People in a rush may be disappointed as the former default was the fastest route, but it will take in factors like inclines, which means more work for the engine, and traffic congestion, which means more idling to help reduce environmental impact along with displaying air quality and the weather of expected of your expected destination. So that's going to be tough in San Francisco with all those hills. Mm. Right. <laughs> They're like, oh, there's a you're not you're not going up that hill. You got to go all the way around Twin Peaks. Uh, I, instead. I, I predict a lot of pissed off people. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how that how the hell did it take me this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopping out of the, the tech theme uh, into our housing bubble and just staggering numbers. Never has it cost so much to buy a house in California. The median price for a single family home shot up to a staggering seven hundred. $58,990 in March. That's a nearly 6% increase from the previous record of $717,000 set in December and a whopping 24% increase year over year back from March 2020. Meanwhile, housing production has strayed farther and farther from Governor Newsom's capital goal of building 500,000 units annually as the state's homeless population swells to record levels. So, I mean, this is, it, it, is it a bubble? Some say it's not, some say it is. I mean, there's there's research showing both, you know, and uh, we'll just have to see, right? When I, can, pops, I, can, I can add something kind of along those lines to that. Um, it, it's more B2B or the business side of things than it is um, housing. But there was a Wallet Hub study that I think was released yesterday that uh, one of the best large cities to start a business in 2021 is Reno. It came in at number 13. And one of the things that they were comparing on this list was the average rent for office space as, as it factored into their results. And Toledo, Ohio was the best at 1193 per square foot. You want to know what the highest was, Mike? Can you take a guess? San Francisco. Oh, yeah, there you go. $80.22 per square foot. That is the highest, and it is 6.7 times higher than Toledo. And, um, you know, along one of those things that they also mentioned, Nevada was also fifth uh, fastest growing state in the union, according to the census. So, um, just, uh, you know, there's when you talk about stats and everything. I mean, that's that's huge, too. For, that's I mean, it's wonder. part of the reason that's why, cool. when you talk about San Francisco, it's part of the reasons why um, California folks are, are flocking, you know, and, and getting into Nevada, actually. The Silver Valley instead of the Silicon Valley. <laughs> what they call it over there. All right, two more quick hits here. Amazon is equipping a Seattle Whole Foods store with its Amazon One Palm scanning device that lets you, that lets customers pay by scanning their palms another creepy one huh <laughs> amazon reportedly and unsurprisingly uh, has, has plans for a broad rollout of this we'll see if we ever uh, catch this in our south lake tahoe whole foods but i mean i i don't know if i like it or not um i like I the know. security of it no one else is going to have the same palm and it's tough to uh you know decode or decipher but oof, 
yeah then they got everything on you now huh yeah and then here's one i definitely don't like this is my last hit here on tall talk (laughs) natty light yes your college drinking go-to is releasing too enticing or not so enticing eight percent boozy ice pops this summer called Natter days. <laughs> Strawberry lemonade and pineapple lemonade, but I don't really care what flavor they come up with. If it has any hint of natty light, I will barf. <laughs> so that's my sign off here. I'll send it over to you for your local hits, Rob. Well, I'm going to start out with uh, the Douglas County commissioners. Uh, this was week before last. They passed their plan um, that would have most businesses open up to 100% capacity by May 1st. That plan was reviewed Thursday last week by the Nevada COVID-19 Task Force, and it was passed. So beginning this Saturday, the first county surrounding the lake is going to get back to normal. Um, you know, masks are still going to be required, although I, I'm not sure how much of that is actually going to get enforced. So we'll just have to wait and see. Casinos, they're still going to be continued uh, to be regulated by the gambling board. Um, But seemingly, this could pave the way for events like Fourth of July fireworks, maybe the summer concert series at Harvey's. You know, all of Nevada is supposed to be open with uh, only a mask mandate by June 1. California has their target date set for June 15th. Uh, Governor Newsom tweeted yesterday that California's positivity rate is 1.2%. Uh, the lowest in the country, but it's also the lowest that it has been in a year. So it looks to be on track, like it's going to hit that date. Um, it's exciting, Mike. I might have just shed a tear. <laughs> it's it's fitting that that's where all of the biggest events in Lake Tahoe happen too, right in that little chunk of Douglas County right there yep. in South Lake Tahoe. So it, it is very, very exciting. <laughs> and over the weekend, uh, we, we had a little seismic activity when on Sunday morning, a little 3.8 uh, quake centered around five miles west of Dollar Point shook the basin. I was I was the only one that felt it in my house. I was sitting in the same room as my wife, my youngest son. They had no idea. I was like, did you feel that? I, did you feel it, Mike? Oh, I sure did. It <laughs> scared the crap out of me because it was just so, so sudden. It was one huge thud. Yeah, me, it wasn't. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't very long, um, but I felt it, but uh, there's also an additional 3.2 magnitude quake just after midnight in the same area Monday morning. So yesterday morning, but I was out cold for that one. So uh, I didn't feel that one, but (laughs) the quakes centering in the lake, bring up that discussion of the tsunami. It was, it was out there in abundant uh, when this thing happened, which we, we did wrote about, I can't remember if that was late last year, early this year. Yeah. Late last year. Last year. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, you can go back in the archives, just type in tsunami in a search and and you can see what, uh, what all the hubbub's about there. But um, switching to, uh, or I guess looking ahead to, to May 14th, th- that's the day that Clean Up the Lake will be launching their effort and possibly the largest effort ever to remove trash from Tahoe. And we're not talking about the beaches. We're talking about all 72 miles of shoreline underneath the surface. Uh, the plan is for the team to dive three times a week, cleaning roughly about a mile a day at a depth up to about 25 feet. So this planning is going to go on almost through the end of the year up to November, I think, is, is the anticipated uh, stop date. And I know you've had your finger on the pulse of this a little bit, Mike. You got anything to add? Yeah, well, you know, in terms of pounds, it's definitely going to be the largest single cleanup effort because we're finding things like tires, 
boom boxes, just things yeah. that have never been touched. The cans, you know, when you do these cleanups on the beaches, you're finding a lot of microplastics, you know, to go silverware, those kinds of things. So all of this stuff has just never been touched since, you know, the boom in the 60s. So it's really cool to see, not cool <laughs> to see what you find, but all the retro stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, it's good, good stuff to have. I think uh, I, I saw one of the things they found was a Tupac hat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Talking about retro. Yeah. Oh, Tupac's not really retro. I mean, he's still living on. Some people oh, he's still got it. it. He might be living. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, on somewhat of another or, or additional controversial topic, the USDA uh, Forest Service has released a new proposal that would build new trails and expand access on existing trails for e-bikes. And according to the Forest Service officials, about half the people approve and half don't. And I know, Mike, we did a recent poll about people's thoughts on e-bikes, and it was about the most even split poll that, than we've ever done, right? Any Anything to add on, on the poll side of things? Yeah, I'm... we had four options. One that was like, yes, all for it. You know, we had all the, all the options, and everybody was right at about 25%, and that was very interesting to see. And it was in line with the Forest Service. So check out our polls weekly. Um, and it's just give, giving the community a pulse on how everybody feels out there. Yeah. And as of now, e-bikes, they're considered a motorized vehicle. So they're basically limited to specific trails and roads. And the proposal is going to look to expand that by about 120 miles in new e-bike accessible trails. So we'll keep an eye on that because uh, I know it's, um, it's controversial for sure. Uh, and a couple of traffic notes, as of next week, uh, Country Club Drive in Incline Village, that's the street that basically runs from the lake, uh, runs right by the Hyatt, Lone Eagle Grill, past the college, and up around the backside of the championship golf course. That is going to go from 35 miles per hour down to 25 miles per hour. So if you're going to be, they said they're going to be patrolling that area. So if, um, if, if that's your route or you're in that neighborhood doing some of those things that are on that road, just uh, be aware. And if you are Planning a trip over Highway 80 um, between today and Thursday, you are going to be detoured as the road will be closed from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Um, for partial bridge overcrossing demolition. So just uh, something to keep track of there. And then uh, a story that, Mike, we were talking ahead of this uh, podcast. It was news from the West Slope. You hadn't seen this, uh, but the city of Placerville, they directed their staff to lose the noose in the city's logo. And public comments, I guess, are pretty harsh in its backlash that... Uh, you know, the noose has been incorporated into the logo since the 70s, and the vice mayor, Taylor, was quoted as saying, our job at the city is not to fight change, but to navigate it. And the motion passed with a five to nothing vote, uh, but it wasn't without the people not wanting to give it, um, give into that cancel culture movement. But I, I think you're going to see these types of things that are going to bubble up probably every year moving forward. Um, you know, it's just, it's top of mind right now, so... Um, and then the last note that I have here is uh, for the week on the weather front, the midweek, you talked about at the top, uh, how the weather is going to be great. Uh, Midweek's going to really look to start to get comfortable uh, Wednesday, basically through the weekend, we're going to start seeing temps hit anywhere from the mid sixties to the low seventies. So it's looking like a, a pretty awesome weekend um, that's going to be on tap. It should be better than that breezy and little chilly weather, weather that we had last weekend, right? I'm looking forward to it. Mountain biking with all the brown pow and having fun outdoors. Yeah. All righty, folks. That's a wrap here on Tahoe Talk. A little long playing some catch up from, uh, from last week, but we appreciate you guys as we always do. Give us a listen next week. We'll be back with more Tahoe Talk. Be safe out there, y'all. Yeah.